We're dedicating this class both for Liyat's grandfather Natan ben Moshe, whose yard site is today, and as well as for the safety and the security of our Yidin, our brothers and sisters in the Holy Land that Abanin, both here in America and in Eretz Yisrael, requested for everyone to add title learning, tzedakah giving, and uh, and uh, davening, davening, saying Tehillim. So I'm happy, we are today at a Brosh gathering for our weekly learning. Being that we are before Shavuos, as we do every year, I would like to give a quick overview of the practical halachas for Shavuos and Let's make this interactive, both people here, both people that are on the Zoom. That's what should be relevant. Okay. This year, Shavuos is Sunday night. Um, one of the, let's just go Allah Seder. There's no Eid of Tafshilin because Eid of Yantiv is just Sunday. There, there are halachic reasons for which one should actually, if one is able to, you're gonna laugh at me, try to take a nap uh, Sunday afternoon. I know people with kids, they find just a, they mention them, but they all laugh, like what planet do you come from? <laughs> Could be, I'm a grandfather, I don't have any young kids at home, but just to know theoretically that there is a halachic advantage of resting, as I'll get to when we come to the morning, to Monday morning. Sunday night, the yontif is brought in, like every other yontif and Shabbos, it's brought in by the women, it's brought in with the lighting of Neder Shabbos and yontif. There are certain uh, communities that don't emphasize the importance of lighting the yontif candles as they do on Shabbos at the time, which is around 18 minutes before Shkia, because halachically yontif is different than Shabbos. On Shabbos, if you don't light it before Shabbos, God forbid, you lost the mitzvah. On yontif, you did not. Actually, on the second night of Yom Tif, as people know, we don't light it when it's still light outside. We wait for the meal to begin. Before the meal, we light the candles. And some people are not that medagdik Yom Tif to light it ASAP, but that's not Menek Chabad. Uh, we don't want to differentiate between Shabbos and Yom Tif. And also, there is a consistency that the Kedusha of Shabbos and Yom Tif is brought into the world by Jewish women. And that happens because you take it in before the men, and that happens only if and when you light the candles prior to Shkia. Uh, you make two brachas, and our meaning is to make both brachas of Shalyantiv and Shechiyanu, both nights of Shavuos, which is why it's ideal to have something new that is gonna be on the table or worn for the second night of Yantiv. If you don't, we make the Shechiyanu regardless. But just to be mindful, always before Yom Tov, there's a halachic reason to get something, to get something new, to be worn for the second night. So there's the candles, you make a shachianu. Um, some people have a minik. We mentioned this, I don't know if I mentioned this enough. There are certain opinions brought in Shulchan Aruch that people eat milchiks even at night. It's not the official minik Chabad. Having said that, it's definitely an area where people can be more flexible in. I'm not afraid to be recorded. The whole reason to have meat is all because of simcha. And if you have today, many people really, the, the, diet, the dietary minig of people really changed, really changed. Even in my lifetime, huge. And if people cannot eat bread, you know, we eat, why do we eat bread? Because the, look in Shulchan Aruch, it says, Can you imagine how things change? 
So when you opened up the book and it says rejoice, how can you rejoice without bread? Today, so many people, you tell them you have to eat bread, it's a downer. You take away their simcha. And it's not meant to take away anyone's simcha. So if someone cannot eat bread, and if a person can get joy by eating bread, I don't know if that's a big tzaddik or tzaddikas, but most people should be real. If a demo doesn't work, so it doesn't work. And the same thing is with meat. We eat meat because that's the way we have a special joyful meal. If a person finds it oh, joyful, I only ate grass. That's where the world is going to. I only ate, uh, I don't know, leaves. Wow, amazing, so light. Good for you, 100% okay. With milchiks, it's a little bit different. There is an Indian to eat milchiks on Shavuos. Many reasons given, we'll get to that soon. We, our minig is only to eat it for the first day. But just to be aware that many people have a minute to eat milchiks also at night. Okay? With all the, I can go into right now. First, why do we eat milchiks on Shavuos? So many reasons are given. Firstly, practically, practical reason the Torah was given on Shabbos. Today, Shavuos never falls out on Shabbos. How crazy is that? It's like God created Adam and Chava on Friday. We know that from the Chumash. On the sixth day, Rosh Hashanah nowadays never falls out on Friday, the first day. Shavuos, the way the calendar was made, never falls out on Shabbos. Shavuos, the Torah was given on Shabbos. When the Torah was given on Shabbos, we were not allowed to eat meat then. Why were we not allowed to eat meat then? Because the status of our Yiddishkeit changed from when God gave us the Torah. Halachically, we were less Jewish before. Maybe we were completely not Jewish. The end of our conversion of our grandparents was when God gave us the Torah. Now the halachi is that if a non-Jew slaughters an animal, with all of the halachas, we're not allowed to eat it. So the meat that we slaughtered, we were not allowed to eat. If it would not be on Shabbos, on Yom Tov, you're allowed to shech today. We're just, we don't live in that world. Today we buy our stuff in the supermarket. But if you would live in a place where you shech your own meat, Yom Tov, you shech, it's better to shech on Yom Tov than the day prior. Because the meat is even fresher. The meat that we buy probably was slaughtered 18 years ago, put in the freezer somewhere. Fresh meat, fresh taste, like the, like the matzah. But then you're, you're shecht on yantiv. But Shabbos, you're not allowed to shecht. Nothing wrong with milk that was milked, even though the question is, why isn't it chalavakum? That's all good questions. <laughs> you're laughing. <laughs> so people there, they followed the RCC. They were not done machmer yet with chalavakum. The truth is, chalavakum only came many years later. That's the real answer. Chalavakum was enacted in the times of the Second Temple. At the end, at the end of that era, there was all these gazetas about, about Pasakum and Bishalakum, and there was Shemenakum that was took, taken away. But then you can have this, so there was no issue with milchik, so people ate milchik. That's a halachic, a halachic class. There are many more meaningful reasons, um, amongst which amongst which that the Torah is considered milk and honey, like the land of Israel is like Eretz Zavas Chalavudavash. So there's something, there's a connection between milk and honey, a child develops only by drinking milk. And we have to consider ourselves children when it comes to Torah, which is so good. Because once a person feels that they know it, like adults, our minds, we clog our minds. When I know it, I'm finished. When I acknowledge I know nothing, then we become curious. Then the mind is opened up again. Like so when it says in Pirkei Yavis that Elisha ben Avua, Elisha, the only thing we have from him, Hinoch became a heretic, is that teaching Torah to a child is like teaching, like writing on a fresh piece of paper. Teaching Torah to an adult, or it says to an older person, is like writing on an old used piece of paper. And everyone asks, what a downer. Like, what is he teaching? 
What are you, to whom is he talking to? The kid doesn't have to be told that. He's talking to us. So, he's, so what is he telling me? That I should understand that teaching me Torah is like writing something on an old worn out piece of parchment. What's the inspiration here? And the answer that Ebbe gives is that Elisha ben Avui was saying the opposite. That we have a choice to be childlike or adult-like when it comes to learning. And the beauty, the magic of a child is a child is mamish curious until the parents kill it. God forbid, until the school kills it. Before that happens, and if we can figure out how not to kill it, we're naturally curious. And that's when you learn the most, because you want to know. It's not being imposed. Imposed is done. Finished. That's the new world, and that's the way it always was. You want milamata lamaila. You want the person to be curious. And, and, and that's childlike, and that's connected to learning, and that's connected to milk, amongst many, many other reasons. Anyways, we don't have milk at night, but if you want to have milk at night, know that you are following Mini Yisro. Many Yiddish communities have milk at night, and then we have to just be careful not to have milk and fleshics at the same meal. Al pi Kabbalah only, Al pi Kabbalah. Do you have to wait one hour? And the many people do that Shabbos day, or if you can have it Friday night, that we have enough, we stop the meal, we bench, if we wash, we don't have it in the same meal, we wait an hour, not from when you bench, we wait an hour from when we eat the milk. Like by us, there's going to be a milchiks in shul. Uh, and, and many people, if they want, they can go home and eat fleshiks right away. I think most people by us, Bechlau, don't have fleshiks. They're so happy that there's no fleshiks, which is fine. Okay. Rabbi, sure. um, did we not have man in the desert? That's such a good question. That's such a good question. So what's this whole thing of meat? We had man. So let me go back. Why do we have meat? It doesn't say in the Torah to eat meat. It says, V'samachto b'chagecha. And the sages tell us, Ein simcha ela b'basar. Ein simcha ela b'yayin. Which means that on Shabbos and on Yom Tiv, we ate meat aside of the man. The manna was like the hamoitzi, the bread, the lechem and hashamayim. And we shechted, we must have shechted our cattle. Now, were we happy with that? Some people, uh, it bothered them. Because we were used to, you know, having all the money. What's it called? A, 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 a trust fund baby. We had all the money in the account. We were not touching it. We were living off the interest. The only time we needed to actually consume what we owned for God, which was shechting animals and yanta, which is why we complained about that. And sometimes God gave us this love. So we shouldn't even have to go into our own stock. But there's no doubt that we shechted meat and bachlau. Some people love the manna. Some people were very nervous about the manna. We're getting a little bit of a tangent, but you should know that the manna was not, did not go through the digestive, the digestive. Dig, digestive tract the way food does. There was no waste. The words of Chazalas, it got swallowed in the limbs. No, it's part of the body that God made us to be able to eat was not needed for the manna. There was no waste from it. Now, some people would find that amazing. Like, oh, what a relief. You circumvent one part of life that is just a burden. Some people, uh, they didn't feel that way. They were afraid of it. They felt like this is not, uh, this is not human. And those people, Mastame, ate meat the whole time. And we had a lot of cattle with us. A lot. The trader keeps on mentioning when there was no water. When there was no water, what did we tell God? We will die of thirst. And we said, and our animals. It means we took with us herds of animals and huge. What did they eat? Because there's no grass there either. What did good they question. eat? That's a great question. <laughs> wow. I don't know. That's a good yeah. question. So where it has to be written. Maybe they didn't need food. No, no, no. no. Yeah, the animals needed food. The animals and so the animals did the not money? get mana. No, 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 no. So they had to eat something. They needed to eat something. So we must have 
bought food from all of the nations that came to do trading with us. 40 years worth? 40 years worth. No, and no, they kept on coming. Oh, wow. Just think about it right now. Lahavdil a billion times. The disgusting, uh, what's it called? Burning Man. That no one should ever go to. <laughs> so I'm saying, what, what happens? It became a business. Right. No, it's when you know that you have a couple of million people in the desert, Meshugayim, right. a businessman thinks, okay, what do they need and what can I give them? How can I make a dollar off? Right. So all of the local nations, what do you think they were doing with us? It wasn't two Jews. It was millions of Jews. Millions of Jews. And we had nothing. Now, God gave us what we needed to survive. So if you wanted to, lead, to live a spiritual life, you had food, the money, you had water, the mediums well, the clothing you did not need, but you think everyone went for 40 years without buying a new garment? Mm. You know, the yeshiva bachiyah, and the lavdafka, the women were all that happy about it. So where did they get it from? Nations were coming and trading. And we had gold. And there's nothing to spend it on. It's almost frustrating. There comes a point, like, what am I doing with this? When Yerushalayim was destroyed, it says that the wealthy Marta, the wealthy women, they took gold and silver and they threw it out of the windows to the streets and they declared, what is this worth for me? When they couldn't even get food, there was a siege. In other words, I think people like buying. I can argue that the Samachta Bechagecha means to buy. If they can find a way how to buy stuff on Yantif, <laughs> some women that I know, the, my family I'm talking about, that's not yeah. an Buy on Yantif, but you're not allowed to buy on Yantif, just to know, because you might write a document. There's nothing... Uh, inherently prohibited, it's a rabbinic decree, to the point that if a shul runs out of an item, that there are ways that we make purchases on Yant. I don't know if you saw that. No, when you say item, what do you mean, food items? It normally doesn't happen in a home, but if you have a market, like it happens many times in a shul, if a shul runs out of a product, or if you're making a big sauda, mm-hmm. and there's a market, and you don't, you, you're not, obviously you can't change money, you can't discuss a price, you can't take anything in a specific measure. So you can take a box of eggs, mm-hmm. more or less, and then the day after Yantiv, you approximate what was taken and then you pay. That's something that is allowed to be done on Yantiv. In other words, there's no inherent prohibition of buying and selling on Yantiv. Mm-hmm. I know in Simchas that happens in many shuls, they run out of uh, mashke and, and they get more mashke. From a non-kosher vendor? Or That's a whole be? different, the ideal is, the, the halachas that I'm talking about, the Mishnah you speak about it, is you go to a Jewish vendor, okay. better, because you can't, you, a guy won't trust you. Right. And, and you can't measure. Mm-hmm. So you, you have to remember approximately what you took. And then the day after Yantiv, you go settle. Mm-hmm. Both sides will agree. And it could be one side got more than the other. They'll meichel each other. By money, if I forgive you, you forgive me. I can give you a gift. You can give me a gift. It's not a problem. Right. As long as we're honest about it. Right. Okay, but that's a good point. In other words, there must have been food that we bought to give to our animals, to our cattle. Um... Okay, so that's Shavuos night. Now, the Minig Yisrael is that people are up the whole Shavuos night. The Minig is to stay up and to learn. To stay up and not to learn is Lav Dafka, such a great thing. The Shlach HaKadosh was the one that wrote what we call the Tikkun. The Tikkun for the night of Shavuos. The, it's called the Tikkun is because our staying up and learning is to rectify our grandparents that with a good Kavana, they felt they should Dafka go to sleep and there's a lot of that. Even the pshat, you know, if you are anticipating tomorrow and you're count, they counted, they counted the days. Many normal people say, if tomorrow is that important, let me get in a good night's sleep for me to be rested, for me to, for me to you know, be there tomorrow and not be groggy and cranky. Nevertheless, when God came to Mount Sinai, God did not appreciate the fact that we were not there. And one of the reasons for the thunder and the lightning was he woke us up. Mm-hmm. 
you know, the, the type of vekid in yeshiva, the ones that were not gentle wow. and nice, and Nebuch, a guy comes from his mother that wakes him up so gentle, you kids, you boys will go to yeshiva, there's no mercy. The guy sleeps in there, halavai, they don't throw water on him. It's like a whole different universe that you guys should never know about. So God came also like a vekid in yeshiva, not like the nice, gentle mother, tatale, mamale, wake up, it's no, 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 God came, and he says, I came and no one is here. So to rectify that, we learned Torah the night prior. The Shalah took the entire Torah, the written Torah, the oral Torah, don't ask. And he organized it in a way, he took the first few verses of Bereshis and the last few of Bereshis. The first few, uh, few verses of Noyach, the last of Noyach. The whole Tanakh that way. The only part of Tanakh that we read the whole thing is Rus. But other than that, then he went through Mishnayis. Then he goes through Zoyar. He goes through Sefer Yitzira and all of the Tayyag Mitzvahs. Wow. Whatever Tehillah Mashabas Mavarchim is, it's more than double. It's almost triple, I would say. That means if it takes in a person... In volume and time. It's a book, the, the Ashkenaz and the Svardim. And, okay. and it used to be that people stayed up and they read the Tehillim. As time went on, people started to have a harder time reading it, especially if they don't understand it. If you understand it, then it's at least you understand what you're reading. And it became minig now, and nothing wrong with that. It, 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 we still advocate for people to read the tikkun, but people stay up and learn Torah. It's better for there to be interactive learning, because it's very easy to speak. Let me say, it's very difficult to listen at night when you're tired. So every shul today figures out another system, how to keep the people interacting and learning Torah as much as possible. I know, again, we're being recorded, but just recently, for some reason, it came up, many women requested on the chat in Amman to learn about Kisui Roish, about married women covering their hair, not putting on any pressure, not making anyone feel bad, but just to know the sources of it. I think that maybe we can start tonight, 11 p.m., if that works for all of yes. you with this topic, if you guys want. Yes. And just, it, because it's not, it's not about, it's not about this... Uh, it's, it's about understanding how our behavior came from the Torah. Because when you open up a Chumash and you read, you don't see a religious Jew. You don't see that. If God would have written the Torah for us to know from the book how to behave, then it could not have been written worse. Take the Chumash, have it perfectly translated and read it. And you tell me if at the end of reading it you see an Orthodox Jewish family. You don't. Bechlal. Some topics are spoken about with such link like Tzoras. We don't even practice it. Books. Even the big Shabbos. Shabbos barely mentioned. Kashrus is mentioned. Shabbos is barely mentioned. Very, very vague. But really all the mitzvahs are that way. I would say that the 90% of the mitzvahs are not written in the book. They're not written in the book. So I push it, I want to explain, so what's the function? What's the goal of the book? It is the written Torah. So there's the oral Torah, there's the written Torah. And then we are trying to find hints in the written Torah for the oral Torah, which is the whole Gemara is that. Sometimes you don't find the connection. You say, okay, we do it by tradition. Many things are not even hinted to. Like I'll give examples. But, but, but once you get that, it's nice to see how a certain behavior, where it's hinted to, it's a hint. But it has to be in the Chumash, it has to be in Mishnayis, which is the Oral Torah, and in the Gemara, and to learn the commentators to see how it made its way in Shulchan Aruch. To see the steps, we can do this at 11 p.m. 
I'll make copies for everyone to walk away with. It's good to have the sources. It's not to inspire people. It's just to know. Many years ago, I spoke about it once. I'm going back, I think, 10 years. And, and I'm looking back, and I, I spent, we had one night about it, and I think I spoke for around an hour, and I was getting inspiration and the Kabbalistic meaning and this and that, and I spent like five minutes with the sources, and the other 55 minutes with nice, nice stuff, but the people that needed the class the most walked over to me later, and they thanked me for my first five minutes. This I remember oh, clearly. Okay. Because what they needed to know was, where the was it, I, I want to know that this is what God wants. Now, it doesn't mean I'm going to keep it. That's a challenge. But the confusion is people are not certain that this is what God wants. And, and by the way, there are certain minhagim that we do as a minhag. And I'm not saying that the minhag has no value, God forbid. No, it's important to know what is from God and what is from the Chachamim and what is a minhag. To know, like I mentioned in the beginning, that if a person says, I have tzad eating bread. God did not tell you eat bread. God told you, Now, it's good to know our history. It's good to know that it says in Shulchan Aruch to eat bread, but we can be more uh, lenient because it's about simcha. And it says in Shulchan Aruch clearly that if a person has tzad by, by eating any food, they don't have to eat it. To the point, by, by the way, if a person has pain of a bad dream, do you know that you can fast on Shabbos? Fast on Shabbos? Then you have to fast for a kapata for fasting on Shabbos. But the fact that they allow you to fast on Shabbos is because the person, a person who's wired by, if I'm going to fast, that's going to save me from a bad dream. The nachas they have from that fast is better than the nachas they'll have from their salad or steak or whatever it is that they think they get nachas from. Okay, but coming back over here. So that will be the first topic and then we'll... Speaking about shuas for the women over here, a few guys started to learn a mimer that is probably one of the hardest mimerim that is out there. And we're going to go for it at the end. But it's amazing stuff. The whole secret, lahaftal by the goyim, is in the mimer. Now you look at it. What's it about? It's, it's about how what we, what, what we do, which includes mainly the, 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 the deeds, the lifestyle, the words, the way we think, what we feel, what we think, is projected up on the infinite light of God wow. and it's mirrored back to us. Crazy. This whole concept that the Goyimag is speaking about, that what, you, what, what goes out, comes out, it's, it's truth is once, these, this is part of Torah. It's not the whole picture. The Maimon gives the whole picture, how, 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 how reality works. It's all connected to, to the, the giving of the Torah. Can we learn that? So I'm saying that, no, we will learn that. It's just, it's a very, very deep, uh, abstract. Maybe we'll start 2 a.m. I hope people will stay awake for that. <laughs> for me, it's very exciting because it's like crazy concepts. Very subtle concepts. And you have to learn it slowly to appreciate the words, like the cause and effect. What's the original cause? What's the original cause? What's the original cause? Of course, God is, the, but what caused God to create? Well, that's interesting. No, it's very interesting. It's just it's very difficult and abstract. Two in the morning. But I think I think for our community, it's <laughs> the best thing to learn. So we'll start with Kisoy Rosh, and then we'll find another topic in the middle, and then we'll go on to that. Okay, but coming back over here, so we stay up the whole night. We encourage uh, another thing. Uh, it's not a sum zero game. Many people cannot function if they don't sleep, and this is not a halacha l'moishemisinai. And you know yourself, not functioning doesn't mean you can't function. Not functioning means that if a person doesn't sleep, someone will pay the price. And make sure that now sometimes 
you can say it's a win-win. I'll get my title learning and let that person pay the price. Good, if that's the way you feel, okay, that's all part of Simchas Yantiv. But just to put things in balance, that if, you know, we say everyone knows themselves. Certain people, if they don't eat, their whole attitude is, don't debate with them, just give them a meal. Give them a meal, and you're laughing. Mamish, it's, it's, it's like showing bias tips. And they're not eating. And many people, it's not sleeping. They need to sleep. So just don't, don't stay up the whole night, that there's going to be a certain misery in one's environment. Certainly, if it's going to make you miserable, if it makes other people miserable, maybe it's not as bad as, even though it's very bad. But begin with know yourself. So we stay up to the degree that we could. Once you're up, it will be such a chaval not to learn. It's time to stay up. This is a machla by men many times. You sit together and you start schmoozing and you start schmoozing. Don't go that way. Schmoozing, go to sleep. You want to stay up? Stay up and learn. There was an Indian, at least for men, to go to the mikveh by the crack of dawn, which is around 4.11 or 4.15 or something like that, because God came to us at that time. It was when we went to sleep. We didn't sleep in to 9 a.m. We wanted to sleep to be ready for Matan Torah, and God came very early. Because the Torah was given then, so we go to the mikveh then. We start davening at 10. We read the first day, the Asera Sadibrais, and the Rebbe's campaign was to make our effort to get every man, woman, child, infant, every Yid in the shul together. Bar Hashem, I mean, last year, tragically, we were not together. It was very sad. This year, we're going to be, the physical space is, is huge. We're going to build bleachers again for the kids. I think it's geschmack for them. It's not cheap, but it's fun. It's bleachers, and they get up there, and they can see the Torah. And uh, not, God forbid, that the ice cream is the ikat, these flyers, ice, flyers, ice cream. It's a matan Torah. It's a seros adivris. Some people need shaloy l'shma. So we should also be careful that we should not overemphasize the nadasha ice cream. Nothing wrong. I'm not against it. It, just, it shouldn't be imbalanced. It's about hearing the Torah, about celebrating matan Torah. And there'll be special snacks, and uh, I think Bela always has a yes. kiddush was day. Yeah. And then Baruch Hashem, we're back. What do I call you? You just, you just called me. That's done. Okay. L.A. Day. So we're going to have a, a, a milchike, um, nice kiddush and shul. I know many of us have homes to go to. It's a big mitzvah that, for the people that Labdafka have where to go to. They have an unusual special kiddush. That is the first day of Shavuos. Um, for people that eat fleshiks at home, again, we mentioned to make an hour separation, if you're going to do that, not to eat milchiks and fleshiks in the same meal, but you don't have to wash for the milchiks. You have to make Yiddish over Mazoinus, which is what we do in shul. Every year I mention again, I'll mention this year, that for people that are, are, are uh, cautious in how much they eat, and, and to make an after bracha, you have to, make a, you have to eat a kazayis, just to be mindful of this big debate, which is Gavaldic, if you like this, the, the intellectual part of it, when you have cheesecake, and on the bottom of the cheesecake, there's a little layer of mezoinus. Does that count? And, and if that was put there, only to keep the cheese together, then you don't even make a mezoinus. But the moment it's also there to add flavor, which is right. what it's there, you make a mezoinus. What if that's your favorite part? Even more, even more, even more. But one second, the question is, you have to have a kezayis to make an ala michya. Is pshat, you have to have a kezayis just of the bottom. So I have to eat. Like, you have slices. to eat 20 pieces of cheesecake. <laughs> or, since you made a mezoinus, so all of what you're eating counts for the mezoinus. That's an interesting... Oh, do you have like pasta again? 
But it, then you kill my whole question. Oh. Then we, yes, we will have pasta. Yes, we will. <laughs> oh, if you have pasta, you're on a problem. But for people that are to be yoitza, the cheese, they have a little bit, they should really have a su'uda of milchiks. It's not having a coffee. Like, who needs a meal? Have a coffee. Put milk in it. <laughs> no, you make a mazoinus on it. And um, you have to make kiddush mavakim su'uda. And then, uh, whatever. If you're, if you're not having pasta and not having pizza, then you, some people say you have to have a nice amount of cheesecake. Forgot. You know, take one for the team. Okay. Or for people that enjoy eating cheesecake, as soon as you can have two cakes as far as like a Mishnah. For those of us going away, yeah. um, I know that Asaras did roast, but I'm not certain. Like I've heard from certain people that they're going to that hotel or whatever, but I'm not certain that there is going to be a minion. So okay. what's done with Asaras did roast? Like we just read it out loud? Okay, ourselves? so that's a great question. That's a great question. I want to broaden this question for people that go on vacation, and it's good to go on vacation if you can afford it. It's a good thing. We advocate that. It's like going to sleep. You're resting. Um, what do you do when you are in a, in a place where there's no safer title? And it's definitely ideal in public or in private at the time of davening, where if you would have been with the minion with the safer title, they would have taken out the safer title. Read from the Chumash the parsha of the week. It's not as great on the same level, but it's very good to the point that you have in the Gemara some opinions that say that that's 100% okay. L'chadchila. You can read out of a Chumash. So at that point, you know, at that point, and then you, should read, you should read everything that's normally read. Now, just to say that Liat is speaking about the Megillah, there are many beautiful Menhagim as to what we read on Shavuos. Minak Chabad is that we don't read Megillah's Rus. But one second, on the, on the, uh, in the um, Tikkun that Tashallah wrote, he wrote the beginning at the end of every part of the Torah. The only part of the Tikkun that everything is in there is Rus. It means even by us in Chabad and by many people that don't read it in Shul, we end up saying the whole Megillah's Rus at night. Mm-hmm. There's also another beautiful poem that's written in Aramaic. It's really connected to, to look at it. Many Shuls read it in public right before they begin reading the Torah. Many shuls, they call up the Kayin, and before the Kayin begins reading, we read it's called Hagdamas. Hagdamot, I don't know if you heard that word. Hagdamas Bekitzer, the story behind the story is phenomenal. There is a place called Sambatia. Sambatia is a place in this world in which when the ten tribes were exiled from Israel, even though they were brought back, I don't know why people think they were, they, most of them were brought back during the end of the first temple era. There are some lost Jews, but it's not the way people think the ten tribes were lost. They were exiled, and then Yoshio and Navi brought them back. That's clear. Just not, not all of them came back, so you have some peoples around the world that could be their descendants. Fine. But when we were exiled, we went to a place called Sambatia. Sambatia is, a, is, a, is like an island that is surrounded with water, and the water is turbulent during the six days of the week. And the waters only calm down when it's halachic Shabbos. Which means that a Yid will never be able to go there. Because we're not allowed to travel on Shabbos. And during the week, it's, it's not Shaykh to get there. Now, what happens now with airplanes, I have no idea. The people that live there, and there are people that we have a tradition are still living there until today. Even though today with Google Maps, why can't they find them? But there's a tribe of people that they're mamash Yidin, and they are extraordinary people. They have certain abilities that we don't have. 
So where is this place, or it's not known? We don't, I don't know. But where, in the African continent? I don't know. There are people, the people, that when I was in Yeshiva, I went to Miami, there was a Yid that says he knows exactly where it is. He traveled to Africa, and he knows, because that's the word, that it's surrounded with mm-hmm. waters that you have to be Mechal Shabbos to get there. That means if someone arrives there, they know it's not a Yid, or it's a Yid that was Mechal Shabbos. Dorachaim HaKadosh writes that he got there. So there was a secret way to get there. Can't yarmulkes, you go the and, and they have to fill in. And they're wearing shekla. Yeah, we have to the check if they cover their hair. And, and, and you have Spartan and Ashkenazim, I don't know about that. He knows where it is? Orachim HaKadosh actually made it there because there's two secret ways of getting there. And he writes that there was a giant that put him in his pocket. He wrote crazy words. Some giant took him with him. And, and he went to the base Medrash. And he was hearing them learning his Sefer. Oh my God! And he began to he got involved in the conversation, and they discovered that he's the Arachaim Hakodesh. But where are they getting their? I don't know. Ruach Hakodesh. So the story is like this: that there was a community in Europe that was in a big tzara from the from the Catholics, from the Christians, <laughs> and they needed they needed there was a, there was there was a galach, there was a debate, there was a very important debate that we were forced to engage in. And we were afraid to engage these debates because it's a lose-lose. If you really win the debate, then you ashamed shamed your religion. You get killed. If you lose the debate, then you have to convert. What are you going to do? So they decided that we're going to go to Sambatia and we're going to get a Jew from over there. And we're allowed to be Mechal Shabbos to go there, to save, a commu- to save their community. But you can only be Mechal Shabbos to go there, to let them know we need one of you. Whoever goes there has to stay there. And whoever comes cannot go back. Because you can only be Mechal Shabbos to get the job done. But right, once, you, got it, once you went there, right. so the Yid that went to Sambatya as a goodbye gift wrote the Agdamas. That's the story of the Agdamas. He wrote a poem wow. of the beauty of the Torah. And, and all of and the he's words. He's still that, living there, right? Well, now. his descendants are living there. Wow. It's a big story about what happened. <laughs> now, this guy was Especially a guy. Do they have iPhones? Like, are they living in their, like, you so, know, uh, they were the living, and this person might have had a very difficult life, so maybe that was his way out. I don't know the story behind the, behind the story behind the story. I think it must be in the center of the earth. Anyways, there's a there's a whole there's a whole neighbor called Sambatia. <laughs> <Should you know, laughs> I'm telling you one day, but I'm not gonna know that that exists. Sambatia is one about the mentions it. Toysu speaks about it. This is a big part of the Yiddish guy. It's good to know about it. What language is this written? It's written in Aramaic because he. One second, one second, one second. The one who wrote it was not. The newcomer. The newcomer probably spoke Lashon HaKadosh. Oh, wow. The one who left, he wrote his name, I think it was Rabbi Meir, he wrote, he wrote his name, and the, every stanza, every clause begins with the letter. So he spelled out his name. And here's where he writes how the Torah preceded the world, and how the Torah is the blueprint of the world, and about the greatness that God gave the Jewish people, the Torah. He was the one that wrote that if all of the waters would be ink, and if all of the skies would be parchment, mm-hmm. and if all of this will be quills, that we will never be able to write. Where do we find the greatness of God, it's a beautiful poem. It's in the Sidurim, we have it in the Sidurim. It's Minak Chabad, not to read it out loud. But we, it's, many people say that the Rabbeim said it, when I was in Cheder, I was I we needed to memorize Adamus and wow. the Taich in Yiddish. Why why don't we read it out? That's amazing. That's a good question. I don't know why we don't do it. When I say we are saying Chabad communities, right, right, right. I don't know why. I don't know why. Uh, but it's but it's in the Siddur. Like Rus mm-hmm. is, is a whole different topic. In Rus we don't read. Adamus right. is something that should be read. It's really Kedai. 
it's translated in English. It's very hard words. Is I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Whoever knows over here, I don't know what to find out. I can find out. I'll find out. Is it, it, I'll find out. Is it yes. so powerful? So you that? learn it at night? No, That's no, no. Adamus is something to be did. read. It's a poem speaking about the greatness of God, about the kindness that God did with us, that he chose us to be his people, and how God gave us the title. And do, we can never thank God enough for this. He wrote that poem because he, was, he understood that all of this was because there was so much persecution. He needed to give up his life is because the Goyim, they were coming from a position that they want to enlighten us. They want to help us. And we were, we, were, we were getting killed for it. So he wanted to leave this world with the greatest words of, of how lucky we are. He wanted us to feel of the lucky that we have, that we have the Torah. So the Jews were saved? The Jews were saved. There's a long story. Let me tell you something. Adamus is hard. Mm-hmm. And I, I, when I moved to Brazil as a kid, I didn't speak Yiddish yet. The Taich in Yiddish was hard. And I needed to learn the whole thing by heart. There you needed to know by heart. So to inspire everyone to learn it, we had the whole story. It's a beautiful story. The story inspires you to learn it by heart. It's really worth to read it in English. Can I ask a question? How do we, from where do we know that the Orach Chaim HaKadosh? I'll find you the sources for that. These are traditional stories are, that are, we have. Through the Orach Chaim book, but the stories, is there another book of just stories? Like this, I'll give you an example. I know that by the Holy Baal Shem Tev, many Hasidic groups have stories, but whenever you find a story that you hear from every Hasidic dynasty, Mistama, that story at least uh-huh. is partially true. Because everyone has a story. So this is a story that everyone has. Oh, I want to know mm-hmm. the sources from Lord Rechaim. Kaddish, was there twice, not once. Mm-hmm. Because there's a secret way to get there through the land, and there's a secret way to get there through the water. And the Rechaim both found both paths to get there. Mm-hmm. And so, the Sheikh is going to get them out through these... Uh, so they exiled the ten tribes there because they knew they wouldn't leave? It was like a, because, like because a prison? They say, no, because they, it's bad enough that we're not in the Holy Land. Uh-huh. It's the end of the world. But to be subjugated to the Goyim, that makes it double us worse. At least we went to our own place. Oh, the Jews themselves picked yeah, up yeah, 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 oh. yeah, yeah. To hide? To, to be, God, exile means, it's like, God forbid, if a parent kicks the child out of the house, that's what God did to us. He kicked mm-hmm. us out of the house. So we kicked out of away. Israel. So when you get kicked out, where do you go? Right. At least go to the rich uncle. I don't know. Go go to some place that you know. It's it's bad that you're not home. But some right. hefker. We're hefker. We so then they home. went on Shabbos. Um, I don't know how they got there. I don't know how they got there. I I think I was told all these stories in Cheder. I forgot. Mm-hmm. There's a lot about Sambat. Sambat is a big part of the, the Jewish water? folklore. How does the water do this? It's amazing. It's amazing. Okay. Let me just go back to halachas of Shua. So let's just finish the halachas over here. So we have. No, I just got a text message from, remember Emmanuel, about Joshua? She lives in Tel Aviv, she just told me she's in a shelter. This okay, we're learning to Hundreds and hundreds of bombs. Yeah, it's very tragic what's going on over here right now. Shem will help us, that the fire will, will take it, burn down all the trees, and we'll build a base on English. So let's go back over here. What else do we have to know for Shuas? Um, second night of Shuas, again, you make a Shachiyanu. The Rebbe instituted a, a beautiful minute that we Hasidim, from this going into the last day of Yantiv, which is this year, uh, Monday night, right? Monday night to Tuesday night, that we should go to other shuls, which is to share words of Taira, to connect with other It's a beautiful thing. There being some Chas Yantiv. Um, Lubavitch has a minute, the Rebbe has a very strong minute of 
always ending Yomtev with a third meal. It's not only Suudas Mashiach, that's only on Pesach, which means that on Tuesday, second day Yomtev, in the afternoon, Bechal, to wash, here you have to wash. I'll tell you why you have to wash. Because the goal of the meal is to bring the Kedush of Yomtev into after Yomtev. Is this Shal Shabbos? We don't call it... Because it's not Shabbos. Because it's not Shabbos. You're not right. to do it. Uh-huh. Correct. Shabbos, you have to have three meals. When I wash on Yom Tif, mm-hmm. if I don't make an interruption in the meal, even if I were to bench four hours later, mm-hmm. I would say Yalav Yavi. Mm-hmm. No, it's halachically, a meal allows me to keep... And I don't have to make Havdalah. Mm-hmm. We don't say, oh, Shabbos... Yom Tev is out, we have to make up. You don't do Havdalah. You only have to do Havdalah after your bench. And then a man will dab in Maidav. So a meal is how we are connecting the beginning of the meal to the end of the meal. And there's a Ruchmi is the Ke'inyan to connect the Yom Tev to, to, now to the summer. And we do it through a Su'udah and we sing the Gunam of Arabeim. And that's a minute that we should strongly upkeep. So, and that's on Tuesday. That's going to be on Tuesday afternoon. Cool. So just to get super basic, just trying to remember from scratch. So Shavuos, we're receiving the Torah anew. Is there a new light that comes down? There's, there's a new Chachma that comes down into the world. Every year? It, every year, and it comes into the world Monday morning by dawn. Wow. So like this, I think this year Monday morning, right? Because I guess a year is up a whole night. Mm-hmm. It does something. You're, you know, you're more akele to, even though it's a very spiritual thing, and most of us won't be aware of it at that moment. Mm-hmm. You're not going to feel, wow, I became so smart. Uh, Halavai, maybe you will, but most people don't. <laughs> but on one level of the neshama, if the neshama is up the whole night, then, yeah, I think then we become more worthy of integrating better that gift that we are given every... It's a gift. So it's our keli, or is it a new light? Is it a new It's Torah? a new gift. Is it... In other words, let me just conclude with this. You're very, I like the way you're wording it. God is giving us a gift. By every act of giving of a gift, there are two parties. A gift has to have two parties, mm-hmm. the giver and, and the recipient. So God is giving. God is giving. That's a fact. The question is, will I be the recipient? Mm-hmm. And how are we a recipient? You know, if someone is giving you something physical, stick out your hand and receive it. Here, you're not sticking out your hand. And it's not about the mind. It's about the ruchnius. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so all of these keeping of yamtiv and part of it is staying up at night. It's not just about the intellectual exercises, that when we align ourselves by following what God wants on Shavuos, no doubt we become more uh, keili to receive the gift. I have a silly question. Okay. So when we receive that something new, can that be the Shefiano? Or it has to be a physical? I don't think, it, I don't think you're saying it. I don't think it's silly at all. I think that's a great point. And, and I'll tell you more. Let's say you don't get something for some reason. So first of all, first of all, you don't have to get it. You can buy it for yourself. Okay. And let the other one pay for it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and, it's recorded. And I'll tell you the advantage of that because sometimes the other doesn't know exactly what you want. Just take this one minute out of the thing but, if, but even if no one else, even if you pay for it, giving a gift to yourself will also bring you joy. Yeah, sometimes more. Now, if a person is going to buy a gift for themselves and feel irritated, you see, I needed to do, and the other one didn't do, then who asked you to think that way? Then you're hurting yourself. You're stepping on your own toes. Get off your toe. You got yourself a gift. But you're right. If you didn't get yourself a gift, then then there's no doubt that if a person says Shekhyonu and they have in mind for the new Torah, and it's not the night before, because in the night before you didn't have it yet, you get the Torah in the morning. That's a great point. 
Good. Chavra, to be continued. Thank you. Thank you. Just Thank one you. last question. Um, sure. Wasn't Avraham Jewish and his sons, you know, the Avos, so why did very, the Jews very have good. to... Very, good. And the answer would be that there are many levels of being Jewish. Mm-hmm. Even now, even now, mm-hmm. when someone is coming to convert, I'll give you an example. Do you know that there are two things that a, that a non-Jew may not do? A non-Jew is not allowed to keep Shabbos, mm-hmm. and a non-Jew is not allowed to learn Torah. So when someone's converting, how does that work? So now when someone's converting, or very so when it comes to Shabbos, so so there's certain ways of they break one thing of Shabbos. But when it comes to learning Torah, how can they convert if they're not going to learn Torah? Right. Now it used to be that they taka didn't learn that much, but anyways, even then, how are they allowed to learn it? The answer is is that once someone is coming to convert, they already have another madrega. They're not completely going anymore, mm-hmm. which is why the mitzvah of loving a convert. Is not when they converted. Then yeah, he is a yid, love a yid. Mm-hmm. The Avahaf means that once they were accepted by a based and to convert, you are obligated to love that person, to make them feel comfortable, to make them feel welcomed. So I'm saying it's like it's like stages. So there's like a Nanju when you're coming into the process. So Avraham Avinu was not definitely not as Jewish as we were. No doubt. So did that. he keep be um, you know Mahal Shabbos for one thing. Avinu was not Mahal Shabbos at all. So he kept hundred percent Shabbos. Even the rabbinic laws he kept. And then when Mashiach comes, are we all going to convert again? Like no, us, no. or we're no. like final? You know. No, I mean I don't know if there's a final process. You know, we're so you know. Don't I don't know a level to the moment we're on. Hopefully we're. Oh yeah. Whoops! I'll take that off.